Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we have the final of our Position Ranks episodes. Going after the over the top 15 tight ends here. Not going to go much deeper than that. I don't think you really need to. <laughs> Once you get past a certain point, they're kind of all the same to me. I mean, there's some rookies that could break out, but I don't think they even make our list right now. Actually, looking at this, it's going to be very close here. Any rookies off the top of your head do you think we should have in here? Or just avoid rookie tight ends? I want to say it before yeah. we get to the episode. Yeah, I'm not a huge uh, believer in tight ends that are new to the league. So I'm probably avoiding them in the top 15. But, you know, there are some upside. Joku and O.J. Howard are both talented players, so who knows? Maybe Evan Ingram if Odell Beckham is hurt. Never know. somber day right now. We don't know. Yeah. Odell Beckham just left the game with an injury. On Monday Night Football, who knows? Could be high ankle sprain. I don't know. I'm a little nervous because I'm an Odell Beckham owner in pretty much all our leagues. So it's bothering me a little bit today, but that's part of the news we'll get to. We'll have our top 15 tight ends. Before we get into that, make sure you check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit, Fantasy Football Profit on Instagram, fantasyfootballprofit.com is the website, and Fantasy Football Profit at Pin. Yeah, I can't remember the email address today. It's fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. Also, want to make sure you guys check out the FanUp app. We talked about it all last week. I got some people that have been asking me about it, downloading it, and really enjoying it, helping put all of their teams together. So make sure you do that. It's Basically, you can put all your teams from all the different places, ESPN, Yahoo, NFL.com, My Fantasy League. even if you just have one system you're even using. If you're just using ESPN, you don't have to be using all these. Put them all on one thing. It's so much easier to get to, especially like what I was telling you. I had, I had uh, three drafts um, the other night there, Jeff. That was crazy. So we have a lot of teams going on right now. So I have to somewhere to manage all these teams, and the FanUp app does all that for you. You can be able to basically check all your scores on one place. Get all your player news so when your player like Odell Beckham gets hurt, you hear about it right away with all your teams. So it's just, oh, man, it's really bothering me. <laughs> Can't get Beckham off your no. mind. But make sure you guys check out the FanUp app. If you have any questions about whatever, get to, get to us. We'll help you find that as well. All right, let's get to the tight ends. Let's just skip over news. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> there isn't much. Actually, we'll talk about news quick. The Odell Beckham, we don't know anything yet. There's just a little minor stuff. LeGarrette Blunt. All these, they could be cut, they say, and who knows. Yeah. Talk about weight issues. I was never a big LeGarrette Blount fan heading into the season. I don't know about you. I don't think you were either. We kind of, at the beginning, maybe a little more. We kind of really, it tapered off real quick and realized, wait, this guy's really not that good. Yeah, I mean, you, you give the guy a crack at the goal line, and he does pretty well in that, you know, limited space. You know, he's a big back. But, you know, there's not a whole lot of upside outside of that, right? So, I mean, with the Patriots, he was a, a banger. They controlled the game with him. He had 18 touchdowns. And it really, obviously, anyone gets 18 touchdowns, they're going to be in the top 10. So he looked really good in that way. But you're going to a very different place with, you know, Philadelphia. You know, I don't think even if he was the primary goal line back, I don't think he would get near as many attempts in the red zone. Yep. So I think already, you know, you cut that in half. You know, I thought 10 would have been a very good season for him this year. And now that, you know, they're talking about he came into camp overweight. And he, on top of that, he's, you know, under-impressed, underwhelmed them. Um, doesn't bode well. I mean, they're talking small wood up now. Uh, it's not looking good for the for the big guy. No, not at all. Leonard Fournette ruled out of the third 
preseason game for the Jaguars. Still having that foot injury. Same one that hampered him at LSU, so something to watch. They're At this point, I think they're just not going to risk anything. Why? They have a, they play on a Thursday night, too, for the third week. And there's, it's highly unlikely he plays in the fourth game anyway. They don't ever – no one plays in those if they're ever going to do anything. Um, John Brown returned to practice, actually, so that's good. Jesse, or James Palmer says that Jamal Charles' performance in the Broncos' third preseason game could determine whether or not he makes the team. So it's down to that. Oh, wow. And then I guess – so with Charles, a lot of people have been picking him up to be the handcuff or whatever, the insurance for C.J. Anderson, but maybe that's actually Booker. Booker's not out for the year if I hear these things. like He's not. He's going to be back early in the season. I, maybe he's the guy to get if you get C.J. Anderson. I don't know about Charles. I mean, he hasn't really – Hasn't done anything. They ha- he has no guaranteed money on his deal. They could get rid of him, no problem. They might, you know, he might not make the team. So don't, <laughs> I would, you know, temper my expectations there. Maybe not get him. Maybe C.J. Anderson is the, the guy completely. Yeah, it's, and, you know, it's, you know, you should be drafting Charles as, you know, as if he's a lottery pick anyway. Very, very late at the end of your bench. You know, if lightning hits, wonderful. If it doesn't, you throw him out and you try someone new. Yep. Matt Forte, they're saying, might not even be ready for week one. That's just not looking good. Anquan Bolden retired. Yeah. Barely barely was there with the Bills. He's already gone. Obviously, he's very angry <laughs> with something. I'm not sure if he thought he was going to be in the in the mix more. He's angry yeah. the fact they picked up a new guy after they traded out Watkins. I don't know. Uh, Ebron is still missing from Lions practice. Still not there. It just seems to be that's what happens with Eric Ebron. And we'll talk about him in a little bit here. And he's on our ranks, but he's not as high up as we thought he would be. Trevor Simeon beat out Paxton Lynch, looks like, for the quarterback job over there in Denver. Kept hoping that Lynch would have something in him and could beat him out. And especially, not there as a game, oh man, especially only a couple of games in. Like, the yep. fact that he didn't even push it to the regular season, I mean, you really have to underperform. Yep. That's, you know, not much else going on there right now. So, nothing much news. Let's get into the tight end ranks. Let's start it off. Number one, Rob Gronkowski. No surprise there. He's still our number one tight end. Some people I've seen have dropped him down slightly because there's all this injury risk. But, I mean, who knows? He could get hurt, sure. He's been injury prone, I guess. But if he plays, he's far and away the best option at tight end. He has to be ranked number one no matter what. I don't like to rank always based on injury completely, or especially when you have a guy that is this much better. So, he's our number one. That's, I still don't draft him, though. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. the, that's the other part about it. Yeah. It, I don't get it, him because he, he's by, by far and away yeah. the best tight end in the NFL. And, I mean – you can see it too. Obviously, you always worry about injuries with him now. That's the only knock against the guy. But, I mean, man, I mean, is there anyone else? If he is healthy, would you even consider anyone else? No. I mean, he would no. be on a tier all to himself, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's just, yeah, he's that good. Yeah, and I mean, even more so, if, if you look at this, um, you know, he's been either one or two for uh, the last six years. Um, the two years that he wasn't was last year. He was still 22nd overall, and he only played half the games. And then 2013, he only played seven, and he was still 14th. That's how scary he is. Yeah, it's – you can't go wrong with it. I mean, the problem is I don't draft him because I think it's too much. It's a very it's a very big price well, in, tag for a guy. In an auction, he goes for maybe double what Kelsey goes for. Or it, you draft him a couple rounds ahead of him. It's too much. It's too much. He's that good, but it's still too much for me. Yeah. Last year really scared me. Before that – you know, if you're looking for the biggest advantage in, in different positions, that's why, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's a slight advantage over any other quarterback that you can possibly get. I think Gronk is, when healthy, by far uh, the biggest advantage you can have. 
But the fact that he only played eight games last year, um, you know, missed one game the prior to and then played half a season again, and then, you know, missed five before that, like he will miss games. You're just going to have to deal with that. But right now I just, it's too rich for my blood in order to take that kind of risk when I feel, you know, I can, I can get a tight end right after that, that would, you know, it would keep me in it. I, I can kind of count on him a little more. I don't have to spend a lot on him. Um, so his price tag is just a little too high for me, but he's such a phenomenal player. It's always interesting whenever you see him go. Yep. All right. Number two, Travis Kelsey. Really no surprise there. He's kind of moved up the ranks here. It, if he could just get some touchdowns, he would be Gronk level if he could get touchdowns. He would be up there. Just not there. I mean, he's had only 14 touchdowns in his entire career. That's that's the problem with it. But he had 85 catches for 1,100 yards last year. Still only four touchdowns. But now... Do we think without Macklin there, it's just Tyreek Hill and Kelsey are the only two options? Kelsey's, to me, their number one option right now. Hill's going to do, obviously, what Tyreek Hill does, but I think Kelsey's their number one receiving option. Yeah, I do too. I don't see those numbers going down. No, and once again, I I love the fact that everything's trending upwards for him. So uh, every year he's gotten more receptions. Last year at 85, which is, you know, a lot for a tight end, which is awesome. Uh, 1,100 yards, so that's wonderful if that actually goes up again. I mean, he's in uncharted territory for tight ends. And like you said, the tight ends, like how how long before that number is just an outlier where you can catch, you know, 90 balls and you're only going to have four touchdowns when you're 6'5"? I don't see that happening. I think that was a little bit more of a – it's hard to say a fluke because he went 5, 5, and 4. But at the same time, I think finally he is that number one option in Casey where last year was kind of his breakout. And before that, you had Macklin. He was, you know, still young, yep. so still coming into his own. So I'm, I'm really excited. I think, obviously, he's going to have another good year. The sky's the limit for the guy, but and hence why he's number two. Number three, we haven't moved him down, is Jordan Reed. He's both of our third receivers. And these top three, we had the same exact top three. It changes after this. We don't, we're not, we don't have any more consensus after this. But to me, for Jordan Reed, if he's healthy and if he plays – this is another thing like with Gronk, but he's that good, but he's never done it. That's my worry. But why I feel more comfortable doing this with tight ends maybe is if you can get them for a good price or later round, I don't feel that there's much, there's not as much risk if you, if you miss out. You know what I mean? Like if you miss out, okay, sure, you missed out. I'll just go grab maybe Jack Doyle's a free agent. You know, CJ Fedorowitz, I don't care. Get a guy for 60 and 600, like mm-hmm. we've said before, if you miss out. But if you don't, if you hit – you're in just great shape. Yeah, and the good thing about Reed is, uh, at least the drafts I've been in, he's being a little undervalued. People are really afraid of the injury risk, yep. which they should be. But at the same time, you know, like we always say, there's always a price where they're, you know, what where I'm willing to get that person. And his, you know, isn't that far off. I mean, will he miss a few games? It'd be a miracle if he didn't. I mean, his best season was 14 games. Yep. Um, but even with that, the last two years. When he played 14, he was the third overall tight end. And when he played last year, when he played 12, he was still in the top 10. He was ninth. So, I mean, that shows you how good he is. Um, But, yeah, and you can always – my biggest thing with him last year was the fact that it always felt like he was hanging around, like you weren't sure if you could play him or not, like until the last second. So, with him, you almost need to have that second tight end on your bench at all times so you can throw him in at the last second. So, it does kind of take up another roster spot. So, keep that in mind when you draft him as well. He actually just came off the pup list. So. He did. He's, he's there. So. Yeah, good oh, news finally for, we'll for Reed. All right, here we go. Number four is actually a tie. We had a little tie here with our players. It's because I ranked one-fourth, and the other six you ranked 
one guy, the other guy fourth and sixth. So it's Tyler Eifert and Jimmy Graham. Okay. They end up with a tie here. You've actually moved Eifert up a little bit since we did our ranks two, three months ago. I he's, did. He's gone up slightly. And it seems, I mean, he seems like he's going to be able to be out there, hopefully. He's finally <laughs> healthy. So, or they say he's finally 100% healthy yeah. for like the first time ever. So that's why he moved up gradually in mind. So as soon as I knew he was actually going to be able to play week one, yep. um, his value jumped up. And it really is risk-reward with this guy. Once again, he's much like Reed for me, yep. where his ceiling is so high because of – you've already seen it, how many touchdowns the guy can get in limited amount yeah, of play. Yeah, it's just – it's all touchdowns for him. That's what it is. It's like if he gets more volume with the amount of touchdowns he gets, he's going to be a top guy. It's just can he stay healthy and can he get the volume? But I guess I mean, if he's healthy, I think he'll get it. He just hasn't been healthy. Yeah. So, and, so it's kind of funny between these two because I feel Graham is the much, much safer pick. Yep. And Eifert is the maybe higher ceiling. Yep. But I also like the fact, you know, you like Russell Wilson this year. If you think he's going to do better, hence why you have well, Graham. Graham himself has said he's finally – last year he wasn't ready. He wasn't 100% last year coming off that injury. Yeah. And he, he's in much better shape this year. He's lost about 20 pounds. Just if he's – get some of that athleticism back. Well, last year everyone wrote him off. They didn't think yeah. he was going to be able to do anything because he was coming off that, that major injury. and can't prove everyone wrong. So – you know, I, I love Graham this year, but Eifert is. He's the he's kind of the dark horse, if you will. If he stays healthy, it's gonna be really fun to have him. And if he gets hurt, you know, you're <laughs> you know, you're gonna be in limbo again. Oh man, I'm just watching I'm looking at Twitter right now, too. You're watching for Beckham. So. I'm just looking at I'm looking at Beckham news. If there's any news, I'll let you know here. I'm just a little man. Oh man, Beckham. It's my guy. It's, it's bothering me right now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he looked all right. He walked off under we'll his own own. <laughs> His own uh, accord. Number six, Greg Olson, who actually is both of our number fifth five players. So, in reality, they would have all tied here, but based on our mm-hmm. tiebreaker system, those two tie and he drops below him. For me with Olsen, everyone just looks at his numbers for all of last year and it's like, oh, just pencil it in. But we've kind of looked and saw after the bye week last year, when they were when the Panthers were really, it was really clear they weren't any good, his numbers weren't good. It, look, at, look at his game log from last year. It fell off. Quite a bit as the season went on. Most people seem to think that it's just going to bounce back this year. It was just bad. It was a bad year. Cam's going to bounce back somewhat. They have a better offense now. And Olsen's numbers just return. But I'm not sure they're going to. I'm not I'm not sold on it. But I still have them top five because I think it's a possibility. But everyone seems to think it's just a sure thing. And I'm not there. I'm not there on a sure thing right now. Yeah. I, I like him at number five. Yeah. I don't. I I. I don't think he's a top three tight end anymore. Yep. Um, once again, it's hard to say he's going to completely fall off because really his numbers haven't changed in the last three years hardly at all. It's about 1,000 yards, and then the touchdowns is what really took the hit. He had three instead of the usual seven, eight. Um, can he? Will he return? They have more weapons now. They have McCaffrey. They have, you know, I mean, Samuel. Funches is supposed to make a step. I don't think so. But So you have a lot more weapons. Um, so... I don't know. I, I see it bouncing back a bit, but I think fifth is probably the true spot for him. I think he's extremely safe, but I think, you, I think you're I think you kind of getting a guy that uh, his ceiling is coming down a bit. I, I, I think so, too. I, I not, He's not going to be falling off all the way, but this isn't his best. I think his best year is behind him now. I agree. And, he, you know, you can play a long time when you're tight end, but he's going to be, what, 33 this year? Yep. So, you know, I think Wynn is really you know, like kind of the older – Tight end, but Witten's only two years older than this guy, really. Number seven is going to be Kyle Rudolph, your seventh, my eighth player. 
he just basically just gets all the targets over there. Yeah, he, he's he's one of the guys that I I don't want to put up that high. Like I I want to yeah. put someone with a little more um, upside, if, if if you will. But it's just impossible to it's impossible not to put him up there because he gets a ton of targets. He's at a, a team with Bradford who loves to throw short passes. It's kind of yep. built for him. Um, so it. Once again, I I can't get excited about the guy, but I don't want to penalize him for that. <laughs> yeah, it's the funny thing is everyone seems to think last year it was just he got all these all these catches and there's just nothing from Bradford. They're just short passes, all this stuff. He's he had the same exact yards per catch last year as he did the year before when Bridgewater was a quarterback. So I don't think that's gonna. I think that's what he is. He does get some touchdowns. I wouldn't say he's just this crazy red zone threat. Seven touchdowns last year. That's fine. But off of 83 catches, it's not like it's a lot, I would say. It's it's solid. It's good. It's better than Kelsey's touchdown numbers. He also gets similar catch catch numbers that Kelsey gets. He just doesn't get the yards. Yeah. And how much can he actually go up from last year? I don't know if he can too much. So he played a full season, and he had 83 catches, which is like 30 catches more than any other season he's ever had. And he with that, he got 840 yards with seven touchdowns. So... One other year, he had nine touchdowns, which I think is a little bit of an anomaly because after that, it's five, and that's when he had the second best season. Yep. So, yeah, and, you know, on the same thing, Diggs, supposedly he's going to be healthy. If he's healthy the entire year, you have Cooks, which can catch it out of the backfield a little more. Um, so that's why I think he retreated. I think maybe the numbers stay about same, but I think he drops a few touchdowns, if, if I'm being honest. I don't think this is the greatest season for him, but, like, once again, I think this guy is extremely safe, and when you were talking, um, it's kind of there's kind of four tight ends that I, I kind of lumped together a bit. Um, they're all very close to one another in points last year, and uh, those guys don't excite me, but I think they're all safe. And after we get finished, we can kind of lump them together in tiers. The next one is Zach Ertz, eighth, and he, he's my seventh year ninth. He's kind of that same. In I like Ertz a lot more though. I think I mean, he does have upside compared reason, to the other guys. His numbers end up looking similar. If you look at his overall numbers for the year, it doesn't look it doesn't look great. It doesn't look amazing. It's it's obviously better than these guys that below this. It's kind of a similar to a Rudolph in a way. But if you really break it down and look at his last, you know, five games, it's not even every five, it's four of the last five games. He was just great last year. Let's say in his last five, he had nine for 79 and touchdown, 10 for 112, six for 80. Then he had the dud of two for 33. And he finished off the season with 13. For 139 and two touchdowns. And that was against Dallas, too. Yeah, so those last games, he was really stepping up there. And really, if you look at it, his numbers probably really suffer from a stretch there where he went 3-1-1 one, one, and four catches there. We only had, what's that, in nine catches in a span of four weeks. That's where his season really hurt. And it says, actually, really, when you look at it further, pretty much from, let's see, his sixth game on, he was good. And he got really good at the end, which was the beginning of the season wasn't any good. So... Maybe that's Carson Wentz coming around, learning, you know, that might be what that is. I like him a lot. I think the, if, if that trend continues, he's just he's going to be very good. Yeah, that's why I like actually to wait. Would I bet on, you know, Rudolph, you know, these guys ahead of Ertz? Probably. If you want to be safe about it, I think Ertz has much higher uh, ceiling. I think he could be extremely good. I mean, the fact that last year, and you saw what he did, Craig just went over it, but he missed two games and he had a slow start. And he still has 78 catches for 800 yards and four touchdowns. And that was with Wentz being a rookie. So the fact that it seems like he got really comfortable throwing him the ball late in the season, I think that really just makes me believe that he actually developed a rapport. And now that, you know, their second leading guy or their, well, number one wide receiver 
has gone to the Bills. And, you know, you don't know yet how quickly him and uh, Elshon are going to be on the same page. Yep. I think he's going to be his safety blanket. And I, I really like uh, Ertz this year. I, I, I think too. he's worth the investment. I think he's one of those guys even better you can wait and grab. And he might be just as good as some of these, you know, higher ups. All right, number nine. I actually don't agree with this ranking. It's way too high. We are consensus, consensus It's uh, all because of you. I already know who you're going to say. Delaney Walker. Walker. I know you hate Walker. I hate Delaney Walker. <laughs> I, I mean, I have him at 11. I would have him. I really want to put him at 12. I can't. It's because of Ebron. We'll get to Ebron a little bit. Ebron would be the one ahead of him. So I can't have him lower than this. But I hate him. I am not a fan of Delaney Walker this year. I've looked at his numbers. He had one breakout season. That's it. He, he was okay last year. He's 33 years old. They added Corey Davis. They added Eric Decker. I mean, they added Taewon Taylor. No one talked about him. He looked pretty good at times. Mm-hmm. They still have Rashard Matthews. They like to run the ball, too. I think he's just good. He's my candidate to really drop. Even I don't even know if he can match his numbers. What were they, 65 and 800? Somewhere around there? I don't have them up in front of me. I will have to look. I, it, I think that's like 65, 807. I'm going to take a guess. That's probably pretty close. It I mean, sounds like every time and ever. He does. I'm not exactly sure. I feel like I, I don't know why I threw those numbers out. I must have seen it somewhere. I just think he's going to drop. I don't think he's even going to hit that. I don't think the touchdowns are going to stay there. That's where I think he's going to drop. I don't think the touchdowns are going to stay there. I think Corey Davis is going to be really good take away those targets. What did you say he got? 65, 807. That's exactly what he got. All right. So I must have definitely read that somewhere. And and he did miss a game as well. The It's kind of funny, too, to your point. I, I don't think he's going to drop near as much. I think those are pretty safe because 65,800, even with adding those people, is not yeah. crazy numbers. I just think the, the yeah. year before that, he had 94 catches, and this is the one year you're talking about yep. he broke out, right? Yep. So 94 catches for almost 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. Um, I think they're going to keep using him in the red zone. Um, last, you know, The last two years, he's had 13 touchdowns together, and not that preseason is an indicator of anything, but obviously he caught a touchdown um, in week two of preseason. So... I think it's just one of their plays, their go-tos now with Mariota. Um, and once again, I, I think he's more of a, a kind of a security blanket for a guy that's played with him his entire career, being yep. a young quarterback. Um, once again, not insanely high on him, but I'm not ready to say he's ready to fall off because he still looks uh, pretty good. And he's he plays majority games. He doesn't really get hurt, so he's a really safe pick. But um, he's actually the last guy in that tier. And I was joking about how these guys really look the same. But Olsen Rudolph... Graham and Walker. I like Graham more than the other guys, but those four guys almost scored the identical amount of points last year. Yep. And all of them are, you kind of have seen what they've done. They're all aging for the most part. I mean, obviously Olsen and Walker are older and Graham and Rudolph still have a little bit to go. Um, but those guys are incredibly safe, but they're also not that exciting. So those are the guys I would almost lump together. And I would actually go for the outskirts, like, you know, the Ertz, Eifert, you know, you can fill in. So it, it is interesting. I know you hate Walker, but I'm not ready yet to uh, toss him under the bus. <laughs> I, I pretty much am. <laughs> just done with him in, in general. Still no new news on the Odell Beckham front, just to let you know. So Nothing yet. Number 10, Hunter Henry. My ninth, your 10th. That's weird. I know. I love, I love Hunter Henry, but at the same time, it's because Delaney. He's clearly I put him better than there. Delaney Walker. I only worry because they have a lot more weapons, and... Gates just won't get out of the way. <laughs> so as soon as Gates isn't there completely, um, I, I would believe wholeheartedly in Henry. I think he's going to be an amazing player. I just, um, there's a lot of question marks around him. And I draft him on multiple of my teams. Like, I truly believe in him. 
But I think if I'm ranking them like this, uh, he definitely has more risk involved. And that's that's why he made number 10 and not, you know, you know, if it was upside, he'd probably be like number three. Walker's no good. <laughs> Henry's much better. But yeah, I, there's not much I can say about Hunter Henry other than he's, I think he's a very good player and he showed flashes of it. We don't have the stats to back it yet. We can't really say much about that. He's got a lot of touchdowns. His touch, his percentage of touchdowns compared to catches, that's going to probably drop. That he can't sustain that. No, but his volume should go up. You know, we say that, but we, Maybe we didn't say that about Eifert, though. Yeah, no, it's I mean, true. and Eifert's catching yeah. what eighteen of twenty-one yeah. games or something yeah. stupid like that. I, mean, I, I like him a lot. It's, but it's not stat based. There's not much to say there. Just I watched him play. He looks good. He's yeah. a good player. So, all right, we move on. Number eleven, Artelis Bennett, my tenth. Your eleventh. I have Bennett ahead of Walker because he's a better player than Delaney Walker. You do not. No, and I like the opportunity in Green Bay. I've, I'm actually starting to come around and bend it a little bit. I just for a while there, I didn't care even slightly, but he's been good, good, good player. His age is getting up there too. He's still younger than Delaney Walker though, yeah. So he's there. Well, Delaney Walker's getting up there for sure. But Ben, I just think there's going to be a good opportunity. Not like I don't think he's going to be top five. I've actually seen him top five on a couple ranks, which is crazy. I think the majority of the market has him around where we have him. I just think there's a good opportunity there. He's a he's a good player. He's probably the best tight end Rodgers has had. I mean, who who other Jermichael Finley could have been back a few years back. Yeah. Jared Cook isn't as good. No. So this is probably the best option he's had that Rodgers has ever had a tight end. So we always say the tight ends really haven't done a lot, but I don't think he's had a great option to do a lot with. Yeah, I have a hard time with this one because you think Green Bay and you think that they're just going to scorch it and they throw it to everyone. But every time, in, including Jermichael Finley, I've never seen a tight end break out there. So I don't want to go out on a limb all of a sudden and and think that it's going to change because, you know, he's not the first, you know, big athletic tight end that, you know, Rodgers has seen. Um, you know, Bennett, he does, have, he does have the stats to back it up a bit. So, I mean, 2013, he was eighth overall. And then the next year, he was fifth overall, and then he drops off because he was hurt. And then last year, obviously, with the uh, with Patriots, he was seventh overall. So he's definitely done it before. Um, I just – I think he, it's a different scheme. I mean, we all know how, how much the Patriots throw to the tight end position, and we all know, like, in Chicago, that was needed because they have less weapons. It, it's a really scary thing to think that he would go too much higher than this. You know, could he go into that range where he's probably as safe as someone like Rudolph? Yeah, I would say so, probably, but I would still need um, to see it, you know. And also, I think maybe an injury is almost needed for him to really get the extra attention because Jordy and and Adam soak up so much of the red zone that it kind of leaves him on the on the outs looking in, being the first year there. And that's where my that's where my words come from. It's not the fact that he's not talented or he hasn't done it before. I just with you know with that Green Bay offense, it just never seems to run through the tight end. That seems. I think Beck Bennett might change that. Like, I'm not going to think that. it's crazy. I think there's going to be some. I think it's going to be good there. And on the Odell Beckham front, Ian Rappaport from NFL. I think he's from NFL.com. Just said, I, I don't know. This is this is weird. I don't let's see where it went. Oh, I mean, I lost it. Never mind. Low it. No, the sprain. It's still just a sprained ankle. No big deal. We're just still. You're watching a man oh, <laughs> break so down psychologically. Number, t- number 12, Eric Ebron. He's my 12, you're 12. I don't like this right now. I did. I was really big on Eric Ebron. He's still young. He's in it, coming into his fourth year. I really like the potential, but this guy cannot stay healthy. He's been hurt all preseason, basically. 
He's not practicing, not playing. I can't expect anything. I almost think this is too high. I'm almost worried about this. I just like him better than the guys below, but that's why I think we both have him at 12 because then we both have the same 13, 14, 15, which is crazy. So we have, we're exact on this, that he's better than the guys below him for potential-wise. Just, yeah, I don't even know. You can't you can base his, his numbers were solid when he played. He just doesn't play. No, at the most he's played is 14 games. The other two years, 13. So he, he just seems to be hobbled a lot. Um, the thing I do like about him is he's trending up, right? And you've seen it with a bunch of the other ones that we're talking about. Kelsey is a prime example. They, they go up in receptions. They go up in yards. And sometimes the t- touchdowns just aren't there. And that is what happened to Ebron. So last year, the fact they only caught one touchdown, being that size, um, that, that scares me a lot. I don't know what that means. It's, it's not that the Lions don't need a red zone threat. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you what it is. And he had problems with drops as well. So having, you know, a lot of guys you can throw it to on that offense, you know, now that Galladay is there as well and Abdullah is supposed to be healthy, it, it becomes a little more of a cluster. And the fact that he never established himself last year makes me really want to be hands-off with Ebron. Yeah. Um, even though, man, he's, I mean, he's, he's really athletic. I mean, freakish, right, athletic-wise. Um, it's just sad to see that he doesn't look like he's ever going to quite get put it all together. And that, it bothers me. I thought this, he's... Such a good talent, and man, if he can get help, maybe this will be completely changed. Week one, he's out there, no problem. It but could be. These, these, it's all these like these hamstring injuries, these ankle, whatever he has, they just linger. And it's just yeah. Man, there's there's better options at this point. Like he's just a flyer, but in most leagues you don't even pick up a sec- second tight end anyway. So he's just gonna sit there on the waivers, just watch it, I guess. Yeah, and he's more of a streaming guy right now. And I, I think I think we both agreed. We talked about him earlier in the season before he was hobbled again. Yep. And we we didn't really change our rank too much about him. He's kind of floated around in this area, but he is the one guy that if if for some reason he someone's going to come out of nowhere and be a top five guy, it, it could be Ebron because yep. he's that athletic. And really, you throw a few more touchdowns on there and, you know, your his points are going to skyrocket. Odell Beckham's back on the sideline walking around. No problem, looks like. So. <laughs> can, you can... By the time people hear this, they're already going to know what yeah. the actual injury is anyway. But just, God. Breathe easy, buddy. All right. Number 13 is a tie for two players here. One, I have 13. You have 14. 13. Let's try. It's Austin Hooper and Jack Doyle. And again. I'm surprised. So I actually have Austin Hooper ahead of you. It, yeah. Like, what's up with it? I don't know. Okay. And again, this is going to be two situations where we have nothing to really back this with stats. There's, especially Hooper. There's nothing to no. say with Hooper. It, for me, it's almost like I watched Hooper play in the in the playoffs a lot and towards the end of the season and think he, he looked like a good looks like there's some potential to be a good player. It he not obviously not showing it all the time. He obviously he's a young rookie tight end last year. Wasn't there all the time, but you could see flashes. He's in a great offense who I mean, they used to target the tight end there in Atlanta. Matt Ryan's done that before. It's not unheard of. Been hearing great stuff on Hooper this preseason from Matt Ryan too. And just people are saying he's really stepping up. It's still he's just how he's almost he's on this border of being drafted. I don't have him on any team yet. I might know one team. I did pick him up in one of our listener leagues, which we'll talk about that another episode. But I did pick him up as my tight end. My tight end one. It was my idea in that one. I'm just gonna wait and wait and wait and wait and completely get a tight end one of the last rounds. And I did that and got Hooper. I think it, that could be work out. I think there's some potential there. I think I have Jack Doyle ranked ahead of Hooper. I think there's a lot more potential in Hooper than Jack Doyle. Doyle's obviously safer, 
but I think there's a lot more, lot more potential with Hooper. He could jump up. So. Yeah, and I, really, I think Doyle jump below Hooper for me when when luck, you know, you figure out he's not going to play week one yep, most that's, likely, that's and the worry. you don't know what's happening with him. So Doyle kind of took a hit on my list, and I, yeah, who knows what Hooper's actually going to do? We're kind of going off the eye test on this one, and he just looks the part, and the fact that. He, the longer he played in last season, yep. the better and better he got. Yep. Um, and I don't see any other tight ends really pushing him, right? I mean, uh, I never know how to say his name. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, I don't. That's it. But yeah, Levine or yes. whatever his name is. Um, Let's look up the depth chart. If you want yeah. <laughs> but um, he he just never really uh, solidified himself as a, as a threat at all in the passing game. Yep. So I, I think it's Hooper's to take. I think he's going to run with it. And like Craig said once again, you're hearing a lot of good things. And for being this late, I'm, I'm going to believe him, yep. especially in that offense. I mean, yep. this guy's a limit for as much production as you want to put in. You can usually yeah. get that. He's a guy, if you want to completely just wait forever, you know, you can pick up Hooper. And if it doesn't work, who cares? Just yeah. get, or Hooper, both these guys, I'm saying, like, you wait forever to get these. Yeah, and there's always tight ends down here, yep. you know, that are on the waiver. So... He doesn't work out, you can try Ebron. Ebron doesn't work out, you can more than likely try Doyle. And if Doyle doesn't work out, I mean, someone's going to be out there. So it's not the end of the world. Tight end is much more of a a free-flowing spot that's not as bad. It's kind of like QB once you get past, like, one and two. um, There's a lot in the middle that can really play. Our final guy we're going to talk about today, 15th player. We both ranked him 15th. It's Kobe Felliner. Not excited. No. But... This is a, there's more, there, there's something maybe here. Last year, he, ended up, he was, what, ranked top five in a lot of preseason stuff, at least top six around there, going into that offense. And it didn't quite work, didn't quite happen. 50 catches last year for about 600 yards, three touchdowns only. His, he had less catches than he did with the Colts, but he had a lot more yards. His yards jumped, his yards per catch went from 9.1 to 12.6 when he went over to the Saints, but he still had the same amount of touchdowns. So I I don't believe he ever really, him and Breeze didn't have anything going kind of a thing. And maybe with Cooks gone, okay, I think if Cooks, Cooks is gone, they didn't add anybody. It's just you expect, people expect the targets all to go to Thomas, all to go to Snead. Mm-hmm. Maybe even, no one's talking about Brandon Coleman but me. But Brandon Coleman I kind of like. But Fleener should pick up some of this, I would think. You would if, hope. If, if, if Breeze actually wants to throw the ball to him. If maybe he just doesn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's, yeah, I, I've never been impressed with him. And the thing that worries me, New Orleans always spreads the ball out. Can he add some? I mean, he could, absolutely. He only had 50 catches last year. But the last four years he's been in the league, he's never he's been between 50 and 54 catches and, you know, three to four touchdowns. He had one outlier year where he had eight touchdowns with Indy. Um so, I don't know. I, I think this is probably just what he is. Yeah. I, I think he just got really overhyped last year, and people got really excited he's going to be in this offense. They throw a lot. They throw a lot in Indy. So, I don't think it was any difference, really. I don't think he's that much of a, a standout, and I, I think he's a streamer at best. Yep. I, I agree. I'm not – I don't see it happening. No. So, that's that's it for our tight end ranks. Some guys we didn't rank here, but, you know, Fedorowicz, Cameron Bray, Jared Cook. O.J. Howard, Njoku, Ingram, all those guys. So. Mm-hmm. I just stay away from the rookie tight ends, you know, and just not gonna not gonna go for him right now. Maybe yeah. I, one could break out, and be, I could be wrong, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't see a reason to risk it when there's when tight end. You don't have there's. It's not like 
there's 25 tight ends rostered in a league. You know, you only have a certain amount. Most people only get one. Some get two. And there's, it's not often, but, you don't, you know, so what? The most 15 tight ends are probably rostered in a lot of leagues. You don't need to take a rookie. You don't. Yeah, and especially Njoku, I find interesting. He's on such a bad offense, but they need weapons, so maybe they find a way to use him. Um, O.J. Howard, I think, is NFL ready. I think, you know, he probably has a lot more upside than a lot of the rookies coming in um, in the past years. But the fact is Cameron Brait was very serviceable last year. I think he was sixth overall as a tight end. Um, I mean, I guess why rock the boat and force that rookie out there and to do all the work? I don't even think it's going to be a 50-50 split in the beginning. So I think he's going to get less work than all the other guys, and I think that will hurt him. Yep. So maybe I think he's a guy that could catch on in year two, but I think people vastly overestimate how quickly he's going to be accustomed to the NFL. No, I agree. All right, that'll be it for tight ends. Not, not the most exciting of positions, maybe. There's some guys I like, but you know, you have a pretty good idea who's going to be good who's not. When mm-hmm. the tight ends. There's not as much intrigue with the tight ends. but and That's why I like to wait on yeah, tight end as well. Yeah. I think I, I typically do. I did get Kelsey in the draft we just did the other day, which is... Well, he went for way under value, so, I think. I think that was a great pick. Just some, but sometimes things change. Go, go, into a stra- go into a draft with one strategy and it might completely change. Yeah. We'll talk about that again too on another episode. So, that'll be it for today. Once again, thanks to FanUp for sponsoring today's show. Make sure you check out their app. Definitely put all your teams on there if you have a million like I have good way to manage it all. Talk to you guys tomorrow.